0: Hi, families. Hi, kids. So great to see you again. Uh, We're going to start a new series in the Gospel of John over the next few weeks. So you'll notice I'm wearing something on my head. Maybe that's got something to do with the lesson. And after the lesson, there'll be some activities that you can go and do with your parents. And you can see and do a little bit more about the lesson and learn a bit more. And then also we'll start doing a few games, and from next week we'll do a little recap of what we've learned. Uh, So please join us where you are at home, play along, get some other people to join you, uh, and let's have some fun together. So let's start. We're going to play a game. that This time we're going to do five fingers, so everyone put your hands up. Put all five fingers up. If I say something that's true about you, you need to put your finger down, and we'll see who gets to not. So you're going to have to be honest and play together with those people in your home. So let's start. Five fingers up. Today is Mother's Day. I hope you didn't forget. So put down a finger if you did something special for your mom or your gran or your aunt this morning. Right? Now, if Mother's Day, maybe there was a treat. So if you've already had sugar today, maybe some chocolates, maybe some biscuits, maybe you had a special breakfast, put your finger down as well. Right? Okay, did you do some form of special schooling this week? Maybe it was online school, maybe it was at home, maybe you did some activities. If that's true for you, put down a finger as well. Here's a tricky one. Can you touch your toes? If you can touch your toes, put your finger down. I can't, so my finger will stay up. Another question, are you still in your PJs? Is anyone else in your house still in their PJs? Put a finger down for that. Some of you might already have no fingers left. I've got one, so let's ask one more question. Have you given someone a hug yet today? If not, quickly go give them a hug, and then you can put all your fingers down. Thanks for playing with me. That's just a fun way for us to do something together, even though we're not in the same room together. But before we start with the Bible, we always start by praying. So let's close our eyes and let's pray. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you that we can come and learn from your word. We can learn more about Jesus, who he is and what he did when he was here on earth. Please help us to listen carefully and please send your Holy Spirit to help us understand. Amen. Right, can you see my hat? It's a bit of a party hat. I've never actually worn it to a hat party, but it looks like a party hat. So all the kids start thinking, parties in the Bible, where do we read about parties? And I'll give you a clue, we're in John's Gospel. But before we start with the party, let's start with the book of the Bible. John's Gospel tells us why he wrote. John chapter 20 verse 30 says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. There's lots of really big words. So, we're going to start learning with my friendly box. On the box we see an orange piece of paper that says Believe. Then we see a red piece of paper that says Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Another orange paper which says believe, and then the last one, a green piece of paper that says life in his name, and some people jumping up and down and dancing. So little kids, you don't have to be able to read. Just remember the colors, and I'm going to teach you some actions that go with it. John's gospel is about learning about Jesus so that we may believe. Believe means that in our minds and in our hearts, We understand who Jesus is, and we say yes to him. So when you see the orange side, you're going to go, hearts, minds, yes. Or when we do it, you won't say hearts and minds. You'll go, yes, okay? That's the orange piece of paper that says believe. Then the red one says Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. And here I want you to make a big cross with your arms. Okay, get those arms up. Nice big cross. We'll go back to believe. Yes. And then lastly, we're going to talk about life in Jesus' name. And I want you to do a little bit of a dance. Okay? Like a big dance. Like a dance all the way around the room. Okay? So when we're looking at John's Gospel, we believe, yes, that Jesus make a nice big cross, is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, yes, we might have life in His name. Okay, so are you ready? We're going to need to see what our passage from the Bible today tells us about Jesus and how believing in that we can have life. So I want everyone to do a little wiggle. Do a little wiggle where you are. For five seconds, one, two, three, four, five, stop. Okay, let's do a quick two-second one. One, two, stop. Do you think you can do a one-second wiggle? One, stop. Uh, That wasn't very good. I have to try it again. One, stop. Okay, right. Now we're ready to look at the Bible. We're in John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. And we're at a party. Now, some of you might have had birthdays during lockdown, Maybe there was a graduation in the family. Maybe there was an anniversary. Maybe you had a little party, but it wasn't like your normal parties. Normally birthday parties or anniversaries or weddings. There's food and there's drink. There's people and there's photos. There's music and there's dancing. So much fun and leftovers for days. But some of the lockdown parties haven't been quite like that. We've had two birthdays, a one year old and a nine year old and a graduation. But they were really little parties with food and drink and fun, but not quite the normal. But when Jesus is talking here about the wedding, this was the party probably of the month. John chapter one says uh, John chapter two verse one says On the third day a wedding took place at Canaan Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus' disciples had also been invited to the wedding. All these people were there, dressed up, already celebrating with the wedding couple. It was this amazing time for everyone to gather food, wine, all sorts of celebratory treats as well. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. No more wine. This wasn't a little problem. This was unbelievably embarrassing. Imagine going to a party and there no more drinks. And for a wedding, there's nothing more to drink. Wine would have been what everyone was drinking. It was the celebration. (gasps) And there's no more. How very embarrassing for the host. So Jesus' mother turns to Jesus and kind of goes, Come on, son, help. And Jesus answers. Jesus said, Dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. Huh? That's a really strange answer. Why is Jesus talking about time? His mother's talking about wine and a party. When is his time coming? What is the time that he comes? I'll tell you a secret. His time only comes at the end of the gospel when he dies and rises again. So Jesus says, right now, not the time for everyone to know who I am, Mom. But Mom knows something. His mother said to the servants, do whatever Jesus tells you to. Nearby stood six stone water jars the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they are full to the brim. So these jars would have been standing at the door. They would have been used by everyone when they came to the wedding to wash their hands and wash their feet and prepare them for the ceremony. It would have been water for cleaning. So it wasn't you know, clean water like we get out of a tap. It was slightly dirty water, but it was good enough to clean your hands and feet and prepare yourself. And Jesus says, go get those jars and fill them up with water. What a strange idea. Then Jesus says something even more strange. He said, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Now, the master of the banquet would have been the person the most embarrassed 'Cause he was in charge of the wine and the food. So the men did that, and the master of the banquet tasted the wine that had in the water, sorry, that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it came from, but the servants knew. Then the master of the banquet said to the bridegroom, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheap wine when the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best. Till now, Jesus had turned water in his ceremonial jars into the best wine that the master had ever tasted. And not a little bit, not everyone can have a you know little drip or sip drip or, or, or just enough we can share it out. No, abundant wine, more wine than they could possibly need. And it was the best wine. The master couldn't believe it. How had the best wine come out of these jars full of water? But this is Jesus we're talking about. Nothing is beyond his power. Nothing is beyond his strength. they had gone from despair, anxiety, embarrassment, to so much wine we don't know what to do with it. In the Old Testament, the prophets had spoken about Jesus who was coming and they said he was going to prepare a banquet where the wine was going to be flowing and the food would be in abundance. So when we read this story, we go, hmm, is Jesus that prophet? Well, let's see how the disciples responded. Verse 11 says, this the first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. So Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, had done something to show the people he was the promised one. And the disciples had believed, yes, and because they believed, they were going to have life. In Jesus' name. Now, you and I didn't see this happen. We weren't in Cana 2,000 years ago. But we read the Bible, and we see Jesus showing himself to be the Messiah. Now, my question to you, now that you've seen he's the Messiah, do you believe, do you understand who Jesus is? Do you understand that Jesus is the promised one who's promised us a feast where we will feast in abundance, if we believe in Him? Do we know this Jesus? Do you know really who He is? Now, for the older kids, I want to challenge you. John chapter two is the story of of the wedding in Cana. Why don't you start reading a whole lot more of John's Gospel and see who Jesus is? And don't just stop when you know, oh, that's Jesus. He's the Messiah. Ask yourself, am I believing in that Jesus? Am I trusting him? Am I understanding what it means to have life in his name? Let me pray for us before I continue. Father, we thank you that you show us who you are. We thank you that you show us that Jesus is the Messiah, as he uses his power and authority to change water into wine. We thank you for the banquet that he has prepared for us, who believe in him and who have life in his name. Please help us to trust him and love and serve him. Amen. Now, I said there were some activity sheets. You can download them. There's also something else a bit fun. There's a recipe so you can make your own jars. My boys made these jars. They're not as tall because they were kind of hard to make tall. So maybe you can make like a really tall jar. The recipe is on the website. Do it. Take a photo. Share it with someone. Remember, each one reach one. And tell other people who Jesus is and what he did. Crossroads, your age groups. We've got all sorts of cool, cool notebooks for you guys to download. So you can start studying John's gospel all on your own as well. And you can learn, and then you can share that with everyone else. I hope this helped you, and I hope you've learned a little bit more about who Jesus is. So go and do those activities with your parents or with someone older in your home, and then tell someone else what you've learned. Thanks, everybody.